Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back by popular demand, we got this guy to stay up late. We are not feeling great. At least I'm not after what I just watched with Minnesota Ugh. and Maryland. I mean, all the suckers out there who had Maryland, more power to them. I hate you. Listen, I hate you, I hate you, you too. Maryland. That, make, that makes two of us. So without further ado, we welcome in the rock star, the rising star over at Barstool Sports. He is our Yankee guru. I love this guy. He's got a great podcast on Barstool, The Short Porch. The Yankee himself, Mr. Eric Hubs. What's Hubs, going what's on? What's up, bro? What's happening? Uh, I think the last time I talked, I haven't seen you in forever. That's and also the, true. I was going to say, is the last time I saw you the live show at the stadium? Yeah, that might have been. The last time we talked was when I was having my TV debacle during Christmas with... Uh, oh, that was with, on the air. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I called you from a Wegmans parking lot. I was just getting wine to drink. Uh, that night because I was so depressed. I'm just saying you need a whole lot of wine after the whole story played <laughs> yeah. out with your TV. But yeah. at the end of the day, you did deliver for mom. Oh, so yeah. obviously, you know, mom it's got to be appreciated. Oh, for sure. sure. I won that battle for sure. But now we're here. We're back in studio. We're talking Yankees. I can't wait. Okay. So before we get to the week of hell, I mean, we're picking up right where we left off a year ago. Oh, my God. Off season. How have you been enjoying the off season? I don't know about you. My mood, my vibe, once the Yankees signed Garrett Cole – knowing everything that was going on with the Astros and the Red Sox, it was like almost too good to be true. You know what I mean? And the last week has kind of brought us back to reality a little bit. Yeah, aside from this week, this week really was like, oh, you've had a perfect two-plus months, Eric. We're going to bring you back to earth here. Because, um, I mean, the Red Sox are still under investigation. Up until next month, they're dragging that out, which is so funny. I don't know what they're going to find, but it's hilarious in itself. The Astros, they're getting thrown out in spring training games now. Seven hit by pitches in, what, four games? That's amazing. Uh, I mean, they, they you couldn't have scripted an offseason like this up until a week ago. And now... I don't know what to think. <laughs> well, listen, I'm miserable. I mean, first the thing of that all, with about three of the five starting uh, starting pitchers in the rotation is before March is crazy. Well, isn't it crazy to think about Jay Happ? But got it. Everybody had traded the minute they signed Garrett Cole. 
Now you're probably saying, well, thank God and thank heavens the Yankees held on to Jay Happ. He's our number three pitcher. I'm I'm talking myself into Matt Blake transforming him into the Messiah. I'm talking myself into his last, what, six starts to end uh, 2019. We're great. I was like, oh, Jay Happ? Yeah, he's going to lead us. be no problem. We're going to go right into June and July, and Domingo and Paxton come back, and we'll be great. That's what I'm convincing myself right now with, with Jay Happ, which is crazy. But honestly, it's all fine because Garrett Cole's a New York Yankee, and he's not hurt. As long as he's not hurt. If he gets hurt, well, then it's Pack City, bro. You know the deal. Let's not even talk start. that into existence. Please, I did that I like on the that. podcast today, and I got shame of my co-host, Marty and Tommy, because it's just a, that you don't need to do that. But as long as Garrett Cole's out there, like even just seeing, I know it's spring training, and I, I will find myself falling into a trap of watching a start and be like, ooh, I get so giddy. Jay Hat threw two amazing innings to start off spring training. I was like, huh, that guy, that guy can pitch a baseball right now. Garrett Cole throws one inning. I had to watch it on a periscope because the Yes Network wouldn't well, tell How'd you find a way to watch it? Wasn't it? There was a, a hero uh, down at the game, um, uh, you know, a fellow Yankee fan who periscoped the whole thing and he got retweeted. And eventually I just oh, watched it. You went it. live with that. Oh, yeah. What I, I watched guy. it from the third baseline. And, uh, you know, you, you could tell, you can hear the ump at that point. The crowd was electric. And eventually, you know, you could tell what was going on to some sort of standpoint. But. Um, you know, he looked good for the most part, and he's healthy. And I just like how he's throwing 98 miles an hour in the first inning of spring training. It's hilarious. Like, he takes everything so seriously. He's so intelligent. I didn't know how intelligent Garrett Cole was. He's, like, the smartest guy on earth. He's a 300 IQ as far as I'm concerned. So that guy leading my rotation, everything else falls into place after that. Tanaka, pray to God that he still has his UCL attached all year, knowing how everything's well, it's going. it's been five or six years. Right. Well. That, people don't talk talk about that enough, how his – they he might be the only person – to my mind, at least, that has opted for rest with a partially torn well, UCL. Well, Lugo's it, the other guy. Right, Lugo okay. has done Lugo, it with the Mets. Right, right, Not right, as right. long a period of time, but right. he's had the same deal. But it's crazy that, like, that's worked out, and we just have been like, okay, no problem. Like, sure, do your thing. But And then Jay haps your three. I believe in the young guys. I think that's what's different this year is that you're four, you're four right now, Montgomery. I've always been a Montgomery guy. Well, Hubs, let me, let me stop you right there. I think he is the guy that needs to step up the most in the absence of Luis Severino. Because, look, Paxton, when he comes back, pitcher for a contract, proven track record. You know you're going to get a good pitcher there. Tanaka. I I don't worry about Tanaka. He's going to have some games where he gives up eight or nine runs. It's the Royals in July. When you need a money start, he's going to be there. Oh, yeah. But Montgomery, to your point, in 17, I was going through the numbers, sub-40 RA. Yeah. Pitch great with runners on base. Lefty, moxie, young, Accurate, too. Accurate, too. Doesn't walk a ton of people. I need Jordan Montgomery, now two years removed from Tommy John, to go and hit the ground running this year. Yeah, and I think it was big that he was able to pitch a little bit to end last year. That way, they, he's not just thrown into the fire completely here, and he's going to get a full spring training. And he, uh, Boone has already raved that he's sitting 92-95 right now. His velocity creeped up a little bit after the Tommy John, which does tend to happen. You know, guys end up adding velocity here. I'm a big Montgomery guy. He's locked into the four. And the five, it's not like you're banking on Luis Sessa here, who was originally thrown out there with Severino to have Tommy John. That was misreported by George King. That was a little scary, too. But you're looking at Mike King, who I love, I love Clark Schmidt. I don't think people talk enough about Clark Schmidt, and he keeps every single ranking, I think. I I see a prospect ranking. He's top 50, top 60. People need to talk more about Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt, Mike King, and Debbie Garcia. Those are three guys who can seize their opportunity right now in spring. I think Debbie's starting two innings on Friday. They're going to have a realistically very good pitcher in that fifth spot that no one is really going to expect 
And I'm very excited for that. Well, let's be honest. If David Garcia goes and lights the world on fire in spring training, I don't want to hear about service time. Go yeah. give him the job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let him go and show that he can do it and do it at a high level in the big leagues. So you were tight with Mike King. You had him on the podcast yeah. last year. Clark Schmidt, you're raving about. Who is your front runner right now? If you had to pinpoint one guy and say, all right, on February the 27th, he's going to be the fifth starter in the Yankee rotation. I, whew, good question. So Montgomery locked in at the four. Yeah, I'm Montgomery locked in. I don't want anything to do with Johnny Lasagna as like an opener or anything. Leave him in the bullpen. I think he can he can thrive there in the bullpen. And I know technically you're a bullpen guy if you're an opener, but whatever. Let's have a real starter at the fifth spot. <sighs> I King, I mean, uh, Schmidt not being on the 40 man right now, I think hurts him. No doubt. I think they probably want him to get more experience. They want to probably start him in AAA and get more experience there. So I'm going to say it's King. I'm going to give Mike King the fifth spot. I think he's going to see it. He pitched two innings the other day. He had a few men on base. Um, worked out of it, though. Didn't give up any runs. And granted, like, you don't look at, like, stats and all that in spring training. You look at how a guy pitches in spots. And I liked how he pitched with men on thir- with a man on third base both innings and got out of it no problem. I like Mike King. Give me Mike King for the fifth spot. I might be a little biased there. We got our buddy Eric Cubs, Barstool Sports. He's live in studio here as we get you ready for the start of the 2020 Yankee season. Severino is a big blow to the hubs. Look, I thought this year was going to be set up perfectly for him. He wasn't going to be counted on to be the number one starter because you went out and signed Garrett Cole. Right. 2017, 2018, yeah, he didn't do the job in the postseason, but, I mean, he was an all-star in back-to-back seasons. And let's be honest now, you're going to be looking at almost two and a half years where you don't see Luis Severino on the mound doing his thing for this Yankee team. That's tough to take. It is. It's a blow. I honestly, now, I... When I first saw the news, and I have all these guys on Twitter notifications, so I see this stuff immediately. When I first saw the news, my heart dropped. Because, but I also expected it a little bit. When you see forearm tightness along with a, a loose bodies in the elbow, it's like, okay, like you know, like you can read the tea leaves here. This ain't good, and especially because it dated back to he, in the postseason, and then it's crazy too with MRIs, which I'm learning about. Right now, where how look at you, some you MRIs get, you are not. Degree. Did you might as well have gone to a doctor at a so Syracuse? So the normal MRI people have ninety three percent of the time they're accurate, and then dye contrast MRIs where they inject dye into you, which causes joint inflammation, or whatever. Those are right ninety nine percent of the time. Of course, Severino happened to have the one that wasn't discovered in the normal MRI, and then in the one with dye contrast, it was discovered. So that's why it wasn't discovered in the off season. That stuff is crazy to me. We were trying to decipher that in the podcast today, and we're not we're not doctors by any means. So that's crazy in itself. But it, it is a gut punch for sure. I think more so for him than the team. I think the team's gonna be fine. I think I think obviously you want Severino as your number two for sure, and obviously Giancarlo, which we'll get into, but. Um, Without Severino, I think they can be fine because you know Domingo's going to be back with, with, from a suspension. What is that, June? I think it's mid-June. Early to mid-June, you'll probably right. say him, yeah. And then Paxton, he's throwing next week. So that's optimistic in itself. I think they'll be fine with the rotation, especially with the young guys we just talked about. But I feel bad for Severino, the person, because that guy, since the 2018 All-Star break, has just he's 15 starts, I think he has, total. Which is just, I just feel bad for the guy because these are his prime years as a starting pitcher. And he's being robbed of them. He just won't have them. He won't. We won't see Severino be himself realistically until he's 28. Because you think he comes back next year, right? What's he, 27 to start the year? Probably comes back mid-season. At best, you're getting Severino back in July or August. Right. At best. And guys who come back from Tommy John, they take about usually eight months that to get. That first year. I mean, look at Montgomery. It, perfect example. Exactly. You need about. So you're talking about the 2020. Two season. Do I have that year correct? Yeah, 2022 season of when Severino is back to full strength, spring training, let's go. 
We're talking three years and since oh, we've seen way, him. The final year of that extension game. Remember when Thank everybody he got, got that, on Severino? Everybody got on Severino saying, what are you doing taking that him. contract? Could have got a lot more money if you waited it out. To hell with that. He got himself $40 million guaranteed. That's why Hubs, any of these guys, take it. when in doubt, and they're going to buy out your arbitration years, take the guarantee loot, dude. It's it's tough because you can look at a guy like Ozzy Albies, you know, who took that contract. And it's like, well, what are you doing and here? And it feels like he got screwed. Right. But at the same time, you look at what Severino, and I think he more plays when you're starting pitcher than you are, you know, a position player because your arm, like, if it goes out, like, you could be really, really in trouble for, you know, 12-plus months, 15 months. So, like I said, we're not talking about Severino being a dominant pitcher for three years. I feel bad for the guy. Um, good that he got his contract because, you know, you feel for, like, the human being at that point. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I'm going to miss him to death because when that guy's cooking, there's not many better pitchers out there. And it's the dream of Garrett Cole and Severino 1-2 in, like, a playoff series. You're not beating that. That sucks. It, it, it stinks, man. Well, Hubs, let's get to a subject that I'm ticked off about. I made some uh, some news, I guess, because they put up a video from the thread earlier today on SNY. I, I got to be honest. I'm, I'm down on Stanton. I mean, I see the guy off season. The shirt is off. Flexing here, flexing there. Hold on a second. The guy didn't play basically at all throughout the year. You would think going into 2020, all systems go, body is all right. Telling you how great he feels. Telling you if he knew what pitch was coming, he hit 80 home runs. whoop the freaking do Because now calf strain, not going to be their opening day. And I got to be honest, Tubbs. I look at what he is getting paid up until 2028. This guy's stealing money right now from the New York Yankees. I'm sorry. I hope he shuts me up. I hope he comes back and he hits 45 home runs. But I'm sorry. It's awfully tough to take dealing with John Carlos Stanton. It's, it's so exhausting. I, I got the update today, and I was just – I wasn't even mad. I didn't scream or anything. I was just like, you have to be kidding me. I said, come on, dude. Like, how? Come on. How? Like, I thought – I actually thought Brian Hoke sent out a prank tweet. Like, I thought there's oh, oh, yeah. Oh, did you really? Oh, like, yeah, like, I, I just, like, could not – but, like, there's just no way he strains his calf in a work – they're not even stra- getting hurt in games. They're getting hurt in workouts. How are these guys coming at Judge? Obviously, Judge, I think it seems like he's fine. It seems like it was a precautionary thing that they were like, okay, let's just check out the shoulder, change up your regimen a little bit. You're fine. Seems like he, he should be there for opening day. Unless, unless this is really just a cursed team at this point. It is the Yankees. This point. Anything can happen, right. bro. But how are these guys? Severino. Um, Hick, I mean, Hicks was during the, uh, during the season last year. But... Um, and then saying like these guys aren't even getting hurt in games. They're just coming in here like riddled with injuries. It's it's insane. Yeah, I mean he's it's tough to defend him at this point. He is stealing money from us. Like you're just not wrong. Like you're just you you're not wrong there. And sure he had a full season his first year, but last year was so lost. And this year it's not great. He's great. It's grade one. So but you don't know what that leads after that. And you can't you know the Stan has lost the benefit of the doubt for me. Oh, he's not getting like, a benefit that, of the like, doubt. Like, oh, he'll be fine the rest of the year. Like, probably not. We probably have to go in the IL like three more times. It's crazy. He's so talented. I wish he was there the whole year last year with the juice balls. He could have hit 50 plus home runs. And this year, you know, you're looking at the resurgence year, and it's, well, he's going to miss all of spring. And then, you know, probably the first couple weeks, maybe the first month of the regular season. It's tough. It's tough. Granted, the lineup is still really, really good. And you know who this makes it so important on right now for the next month Miguel Andahar I totally agree it's such a Hubs, big moment for I've him. told you for a long time I've always felt this future was with this Yankee team I didn't know what position he'd end up playing they Florida went Machado two years ago they end up passing they made the right call Didi ends up leaving why because of the emergence of Urshela what LeMayu gave you in an MVP caliber right. year and now you look at Andujar and I think it's pretty simple with Stan out 
I keep him as your DH three to four days a week, maybe a day in the outfield, maybe a day at third base, but a bat like that is going to play, and I expect him, assuming he's right, to have a big, big season for the Yankees. He rips the ball. He just know, That man was put on this earth to hit the baseball, to hit doubles specifically. He doesn't mess around with, with singles. He just goes for doubles and extra base hits, and that's fantastic. I am very, very watchful right now of his outfield work. He played today. It looked pretty good. He, he, he didn't look like he was a lost soul out there. He actually looked a little comfortable, to, to my surprise. And he's going to need to be comfortable out in left field because when Stan does come back, as far as I'm concerned, I know he's only 30. But that guy has to be your DH forever now. I don't I don't trust him and his glass body to play in the outfield. He needs to be your DH. And by that, Andahar will have to play left field. And he's going to have – if he, Andahar is able to give you left field innings and you can allow Stanton to DH, that makes this lineup so much more dangerous because Andahar is batting the line. If you want to get that in as much as possible, and obviously if Stanton's healthy, you want Stanton to be your DH. Andahar in left field. And I love Mike Talkman. And I want all the Mike Talkman I can get. And those four outfielders roaming around there, fantastic. Until Hicks gets back, and then it gets a little more interesting. But Andahar needs to show me in the next month that he can play the outfield. I'm I'm like cautiously optimistic right now that I think he can, and that would be massive. I don't know how you deal with this when Stan's out in the regular season because I think you want to get Andahar reps in the outfield in the regular season rather than just stick him at DH because you're comfortable there. Because when Stan's back, I think the ideal lineup will be Stan DHing and Andahar in left field. That's if that Andujar can handle the position. Right. That's no. if he shows you in the next month that he can that he can handle it. Which that guy works his tail off all offseason. He was down there in Dominican, learning different positions. I love it. Doing whatever base, he can. Outfield, he easily base, could be lazy. It. He easily could have just slacked off and be like, "No, I'll just I'll just wing it at third and see how this goes." No, that guy's trying whatever he can to be on this team. I appreciate that so much. And there's the whole relationship with him and Glaber. You don't want to mess that up, you know, because Glaber is so important to this team. You want to have a franchise. Pal- Let's be honest. I think he's the best player on the team. He probably is. No knock on Aaron Judge. He plays baseball. That's the knock, and I'm going to get the to that with Judge I in a minute. To say it's probably DJ LeMay. <laughs> well, DJ LeMay last year was the best player on the team. Still probably will be this year. He's the best wow, player I've ever seen. bullish on my boy the best player I've ever seen I've ever seen in my entire life. See, the only Aside thing I trip. worry about with LeMay, Hubs, the power, taking advantage of the juice balls. I don't know if he's going to hit 26 or 27 home runs, but in clutch situations with runners on base, you he's the guy you up. want up. I just can't believe Urshela and LeMay are going to be as good as they were a year ago. I think they'll be good. I don't think they're going to be as good. Gun to my head, my prediction would be Gio has a down. A, maybe not like a – it's not going to be a bad year, but he will not be the same so guy So you're as feeling year. regression far more from Urshela than LeMayu. Yeah. I would I mean, agree with that. Well, I mean, I think that's a no-brainer because of the track record there. DJ well, won a batting, batting title. title. Right. Yeah. Like, I think just – but I, I don't know. I feel – I don't know. I just get the sense here. We're not going to get the – what was Gio the third in OPS on the team last year? Fourth in OPS? I don't think we're getting Gio or that Gio or Shell. But he's still going to bring you the defense. That doesn't go away. You saw in the first spring training game, I think it was like the first or second inning, he's making a ridiculous play. That's not going away. Maybe he doesn't have the third or high, third highest OPS on the team, but I think it'll be serviceable, not to the point where you want to bench him, but I just don't see him being that big of, you know, as a factor he was in 2019. Not to say he doesn't have to be. With this lineup, he shouldn't have to be. If he's your eight-hitter, G. Rochelle's totally fine, especially with the defense there. I just think Andahar is perfect in left field, and I don't think... Gio is fine. Like, he's not going to have competition at third base. I don't think at all. 
No, not going into the year, but if he's hitting 215 at the end of May, then the Yankees, I think, will be far more willing to put in Duhart back at their base on a more frequent basis and give a guy like Talkman or Clint Frazier or whoever's in the mix more time. I'm going to say he hits 250 this year. I don't think I think with he's, pop or with no pop. Yeah, let's because if he doesn't hit with pop, Hubs, I'm telling you right now, if he's hitting 250 with no pop, he's not going to be sign playing up every for day. 250 and OBP sitting around 340, 350 with 20 homers and 75 RBS. Yes, okay, I, I take think, that. I think we can cook with that. I'm hopeful he can hit a little higher than that. Right around the 270 range. Right. See, I think that's a little that you're asking a little too much there. I don't know. Maybe it'll surprise me. See, I don't think 270 is crazy. It's just a gut feeling. It's just a gut feeling. It's just a gut feeling. I still think he should be great because the defense will overshadow whatever he does at the plate always because he's absolutely ridiculous. He's done whatever. You know, think of obviously Andhar. I mean, you could be out there in third base, and I would think you're better on Andhar at third base with his footwork and all that. And Chase Headley, too. Anytime he reared back to throw, anyone in the first base area, uh, fan-wise, was in danger of being Get hit the glove ready. Yeah. So, kidding. I don't know. I think Geo's defense will always be there. Defense doesn't leave you. I think you can only expect his offense will regress a little bit. If it doesn't, then I'll be wrong, and I'll be very happy to be wrong. So, you are not worried about Judge at all because I am? No. Off the recent updates and what he said what really brought me into a, a sense of comfort was when he spoke out the same day he spoke out about the Astros, which I loved. He was so I, – I was kind of shocked by that. I thought he was going to take the Jeter no, route. he did a good job. I thought he was going to take the Jeter route and you know, be more political. He was very, very honest. But what he said about his own health and that he really wasn't worried, that's all I needed to hear. I don't need to hear Aaron Boone be like, oh, yeah, he just had a little nick there. You know, he's barking a little bit. He, he comes up with his own phrases, and that's fine, whatever. But I don't trust whenever he tries to spin an injury. When Aaron Judge comes out and it's like, I'm fine. Like, I, like uh, you know, it just came. There's a little soreness here, whatever. It's, it's totally not a big deal. Oh, so he has to play baseball, though. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he he wants to be one of the best players in the sport. That's your we MVP in capable. 2020. Well, listen, I hope you're right about that. I hope we're talking about Aaron Judge holding up an MVP trophy, and then the real trophy that matters, the World Series oh, yeah. trophy, not the piece of metal that Rob Manfred called it. Oh, the commissioner's it. trophy that yeah, the commissioner yeah, yeah. called a piece of metal? Maybe oh, okay. they should rename that. But yeah. uh, listen, the last two years, 2018, 2019, he's misformed too much time for my liking. Sure. One year was because he got hit by a pitch. Can't really. Fluky or not, though, it's not two years in a row. Can't control that last year. Sure, was a, was an actual injury. And there is an argument to be made, along with Stanton and you know and Voight, that the body bodybuilder, you know, strategy in the offseason doesn't work. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I and think I think that's one of Stanton's biggest problems. I saw it with Syndergaard a couple of years ago. Syndergaard had this crazy regimen. He ends up with the lad. It's the oblique. These right. like weird type of injuries. Yeah. And that's not just a Yankee problem. I think that is like an epidemic around baseball that these guys all want to look like physical specimens. Right. Listen, they want to, I get like it. They want to be on the beach. They want to be getting the ladies. They want to be flexing. <laughs> yeah. God bless them. I totally get it. But there is a sense of like flexibility that's like far more important to play the game. Look at DJ LeMahieu. He's a twig. He doesn't, he doesn't get hurt ever. Ever. He just hits... 350, and it doesn't matter. Glaber Torres, he's not hes not a physical specimen out there. He's like a normal dude, and he's a monster. He doesn't get hurt. its I don't know. It, there's a case to be made that the way Giancarlo and Judge and, and even Voight to, to a stretch, um, the way they work out, it's just not meant for a baseball player. For a 162-game season, the wear and tear, you know, it's not its not the way to go. But I don't know. Giancarlo just frustrates me. Listen. He will not be able to win over the Yankee fan until he has a monster postseason. Yeah, and he has to have an A-Rod 09 postseason. Even if he hit 45 or 50 home runs this year, if he went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts in the first playoff game, it would mean nothing. Because you all know at the end of the day, they're going to be there. They're going to be in October. They're going to be in the ALCS. It's just going to come down to Will Giancarlo 
hit curveballs in the ALCS. Well, he okay. hit sliders. I got to ask you this question because I have to admit this. I was really perturbed. I was really ticked off about the whole Astros thing when it came down in November. I mean, I've written maybe a hundred blogs about thousands, it. Thousands, thousands of posts. Good content. I have gotten to a point now where I got to be honest with you. I'm astroed out. I'm astroed out. Did they cheat? Absolutely. Do I hate them? Yes. Are they awfully tough to take? You better believe it. I am now at a point, though, and I hope that the Yankees are not in this frame of mind going into the year, that they are so bitter about what happened last year, and they're so bitter about what happened in 2017, where all of this, like, bellyaching and complaining and bitching and moaning kind of has an impact on what you're seeing on the field. I would be concerned about that, and... If I were Aaron Boone, you know what I'd be telling my guys? You come into spring training, you want to let it all out for two or three days like they did. More power to you. I agree a thousand percent. Right. But it reaches a point now where, guess what? I don't want to hear about the Astros anymore. It's about winning a championship. Well, you saw like the KFCs of the world when the, when the Yankees were, you know, speaking their mind in the beginning of spring training. He was like, oh, well, this is ridiculous. They're crying and all this. And that's a classic Mets spin zone, you know, Caravas doing his thing with the Red Sox. They're just answering questions that are being asked to them. They're not bringing up on their own. Like it's like they have you heard a Yankee say anything since those couple days? No, I get it. But my point is, Hubs move forward. I don't want to hear about it. I'm telling. Well, we're going to hear about it. It's the number one sports story in the world. No, but from your team, if I'm Aaron Boone, oh, we're not talking about the Astros anymore. I, I'm telling you, I've talked to people on the oh, team. Oh, I get it. But they I'm, are, they've I'm been passed issuing for, the edict. I'm done. I want to win a championship. Yeah. I don't want to hear about last year. I'm, I don't want to hear about 17. I am with you. I am with you. But it is still going to dominate the headlines. When they get when Alex Bregman's getting hit, you know, kind of, I think it was on purpose today. You, you kind of see the pitch. I sure it was a curveball, but I think he got hit in the back on purpose. That's going to dominate headlines. You're not going to – the story's not going to go away. We still talk about the steroid era. We still talk about the Black Sox. Still talk about, you know, all these all these scandals. Like, it's not going to this, – this is – a crazy, crazy story. It's not going to go away, but I am confident that this team has moved, has moved forward already. They're just, it's all about revenge. It's all about, lo- not even just losing to the, to the cheating team, just losing to the Astros. They're just, they lost they, twice in three years. And let me tell you something. Right. I need the Yankees this year to beat the Houston Astros. Like, they need that series. Oh, I don't want to face me, anyone else but the Houston Astros. I want to see the Yankees as the best form of revenge kick the you know what out of the Astros. And I want it to be Garrett Cole. I want it to be Garrett Cole. Delivering that final pitch in a complete game shutout in, let's say, game four. Well, and maybe, sweep. you know, the Astros can uh, learn a lesson from actually pitching your big pitcher in game seven of the World Series where he's sitting there spitting sunflower seeds and they didn't bring him in the game. You remember have, that last year? You have to. He's wearing a Boris Corp hat after the game. That's what I knew. Yeah, he's, he's gone. Like, oh, no, I'm a free agent. The, the game ended three minutes ago. No, I'm a free agent. I'm not a Boris Corp, of this baby. I, I love that Boris Corp all the way. But yeah, that's crazy. You have to think, like, he has been sitting on that forever. Like, if I just pitch in this game, we win the World Series. If I, they just bring me in, like, we're going to win. Like, Garrett Cole. Like he and has imagine to... what this Astros story would be like if they'd won two titles in three years. Yeah. You think it's big now. Times it by 100 if they were the team that was, like, on the verge of being a modern-day dynasty. They're not there right now. Yeah. No. They're I, not. No, for sure not. Um, but, no, I'm I'm happy Garrett Cole's in pinstripes. <laughs> I have to be honest, though, Hubs. I think the Astros will use this as a rallying cry. Now, do I think they're better than the Yankees? No. I think the loss of Cole is huge. But I think that the Astros will not be a team that's broken by this. Well, they're, they're going to win the West. The West talented, is pathetic. And I think they got the perfect manager in Dusty Baker. He's calm. He's cool. He's chill. Maybe not in the playoffs, but in the regular season, he's going to have those boys ready to play. We'll see when Verlander's out there in his first start throwing 140 pitches and it's the seventh inning because Dusty doesn't know how to take his guy out. You know, he's he tends to do that. He tends to wear out his pitchers. When when Justin Verlander is throwing 340 innings this year, I'll laugh at <laughs> it. I mean, he's just... I think he's the opposite of what they need. I 
he's they're going from fully analytics to archaic. Like I don't I don't know if that's the right. I think you think have that's the elements. right move. I, I do because I, I think, think it's a punishment to Dusty t- Baker as you manager because that clubhouse has every reason to be as fractured and as divided as it gets. But bringing in somebody who is an old school baseball lifer, fellas, let's relax, let's play ball. I think that's what that team needs. You know, I think certain teams need a certain presence hubs, and I think Baker's one of those guys. You know who the guy I would have been scared of, the guy you were describing, is Buck Showalter. If Buck went there, I would be as I would be in your frame of mind right now. I'm not scared of Dusty Baker. Buck Showalter. Well, you're worried about Dusty in the postseason. I get that. Right. For Dusty's sure. not a but great postseason I think manager. Buck would have been the perfect guy to change the locker room, the, the clubhouse uh, chemistry and all that. He I think you're selling Dusty short, though. Takes every Maybe team in the playoffs, man. Maybe. Maybe. Look, 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 look I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs. Who's in the West? Then no one's beating them in Oakland's the West. better than you think. They're, they're, not gonna, than you think. they're not going to beat the I'm Astros. I'm not picking them to beat the Astros. I'm just saying they're better than you think. I will say, watch for Verlander take a little step off the cliff this year. Well, so like you saw the postseason, right? Every year and in the postseason. People were starting to catch up to him. He wasn't the same guy. I don't know. I don't know if Verlander's your one anymore. And then you're relying on Granky. Never know there. And then after that, what, McCullers coming off his big injury. And then who's your four and five? Their rotation's got question marks. And who knows if their offense can hit without a trash can? Well, that's going to be the million-dollar question, my friend. Who knows? I'll be the million-dollar question. we got Eric Hoves from Barstool Sports. He's in studio, Short Porch Yankees podcast. And last year, you went on record with a couple of predictions. So I feel obligated I now. I have a bad memory. Well, I don't remember them either. But now you can make some new ones for 2020. Breakout star. If there's going to be one on oh. this Yankee team or a guy who's going to have a monster, monster year, you can give me that too. Luke Voigt. Luke you Voigt. love Luke my, Voigt. Listen, you watch, love look, Luke Voigt. Go back to what Luke my Voigt goodness. did in, in the first half of last year and you want, you know, before that. First half of last year before the injury happened in London, where he had four hits in that game, by the way. He was your starting first baseman in the All-Star He was game. right there. He was right there. Honestly, this might be crazy. He was getting, he wouldn't have won it, but he was going to get an MVP vote or two. At that point, if the, if the season ended right there. Luke Voigt got an MVP. That's how good of a season he was up until that London series. Fully healthy now. Said he's in the best shape of his life. We're obviously in best shape of life season because it's spring training. Everyone's coming Always. in feeling great. Never but felt. he's fresh off the hernia surgery. Hopefully he didn't do the Giancarlo regimen in the offseason and didn't overwork himself. But that guy is going to be motivated as ever. He's going to be hitting in a perfect spot in the lineup. Now he's probably moved up a little bit with the Giancarlo injury to start the year. Probably hitting four or five, actually, to start the year rather than six or seven. He's got men on base, RBI machine, on base machine, power machine. Watch out for Luke Voigt. He's going to be starting the All-Star game. It's Luke Voigt's time. That's a bold take right there. I don't, know if, it is. I don't even know if it is. starting the All-Star game. No, I think it's a bold take for guys that have been an All-Star before. Okay. The biggest concern you have about the team. Take injuries uh, out of it. Let's take injuries out of well, it yeah, because I mean. we know that comes into play basically every day at this point. Biggest concern for the 2020 New York Yankees. It's not going to be offensively because that lineup, right, is just going to be top to bottom. You I are think. not worried about the all-or-nothing nature at times that you have within the lineup. But it, that's in the postseason, especially. Maybe not in the regular when season. You have guys like DJ and and Glaber and Geo, guys who aren't home run or bust guys. And it's the horrors in that mix too. And now you're taking Stan out of the lineup to start, who was a home run or bust guy. And you know, a Mike Talkman's getting more at bats. He's not a home run or bust guy. Like, no, I'm not worried about that. I'd probably be worried about the back end of that rotation because it's such a question mark at this point. You don't know what Joe Montgomery's gonna give you when you give him six or seven innings starts at this point where he hasn't done that in over a year, year year and a half plus, and then your number five pitcher right now, you don't know who that is. So my question mark right now would be that 
I'm pretty confident Garrett Cole's going to take the ball every time and absolutely destroy people on the mound. I'm confident tonight. I guess Tanaka maybe a little bit because. Are you worried about Tanaka? I'm never worried about but Tanaka. Prior years, never. he's never been the number two. You know, like now he's there's a little more pressure on Tanaka right now with Sevi out. A little bit more to start off at least. And he's not. Well, been I mean, the, Tanaka, I always looked at as the de facto. You'll he's never worry about him in the numbers. postseason. It's a regular season thing. You'll never. If, well, I can tell you right now what you're going to get in the regular season. He's going to win about 14 games. Yeah. He's going to pitch to like a 370 RA. Right. And he's going to have about five dominant starts where he's postseason Tanaka. And they're going to be about five games this year. We can shut the game over in the second and third inning because he's got nothing. That's you, Tanaka. You can make an argument that you want. I mean, you, this will not be the case, but give ball Tanaka over Garrett Cole in a postseason start. Like, you feel fine. Like, based off what you've seen as a Yankee fan, not that I would. I'm giving Garrett Cole the ball. But, like, that's how good Tanaka is in October. He's a different guy in regular season. He doesn't care as much. See, when he faces the Royals in July, he doesn't care as much. When he faces the Astros in late August, late September, I guess it would be this year, and if that game matters, you know Tanaka's going to, you know, pitch a, pitch a gem at this point. My my question would be the four and five pitchers, I guess, because right now it is a question mark. But otherwise, I feel good about this team. Even with Sevy and Giancarlo out, even with Hicks back in July, August, whenever that's going to be. I'd be worried be. about Hicks still coming back off Tommy but John. They have so so many, many, their last outfield year. is so deep. You know, you even have. You don't got to play him every we day. We haven't even talked about a Clint Frazier guy who can always contribute at this point. I don't even know what they're doing with that guy. I don't know why he's still on the team. If but he not might gonna... have more of a role now with Stan. Right, right. But Here's they're Tuchman. so deep. And that's why I'm not as worried about Hicks because they have five guys. What are you talking about? Brett Gardner, who's coming off a great season. And he's going to be in Manning center field. Yeah, Mike Talkman, he's great. He's only going to get better at this point. And then Andahar, if Andahar can contribute in the outfield, your outfield's so deep. And then Hicks comes back, and it's great. I'm not worried. Eric Cubs, Short Porch, Barstool Sports. And I know you got some great stuff coming up. So next week, you're going down with the fellas to Tampa. Yeah, I leave Sunday. We're both going up to Cuse. Well, and how weekend. about this? So I find out before Hubs gets in studio. I had no idea. You know, we talk pretty often. We're shooting a you-know-what. Usually Yankees, when an injury happens, Syracuse. you'll just text me, bro. Oh, blank. <laughs> you know the deal. I find out literally as I'm going up the elevator, I drop a hint that, oh, I'm going up for the Syracuse-Carolina game. And he gives me the no way. Not only am I going, you know, I'm going to be living high society up there. Yeah, I love we, it, dude. Yeah, we got some things. That means some... some beverages will be had, my oh, friend. Oh, yes, yes. Friday and Saturday. If you're up there in Syracuse, uh, you know, come come find us. We'll sure we'll be on Marshall Street somewhere. We will definitely be on Marshall Street. I can't wait for Varsity. I haven't been back in a little you're bit. You're a Varsity guy? See, you know what I'm How are you not a Varsity to? guy? Because I eat pizza in New York. I think the pizza there is awful. I'll eat the wings there. Who eats? No. You don't, oh, you don't get the no, pizza. No, you go straight to the back. You All right, get so what's, nice your, what's your go to? Oh, hum, I do. oh, the humdinger, too. See, I like uh, the, um, oh, jeez. The wings are really good. There's a fat guy in the back. You say, hum, he gets something he's to eat. He's got the He's been he, there for like oh, 40 years. For, for, he, I, if he's not there, I'll be, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to be like, what's oh, going on here? Oh, you devastated. But he goes, something to eat? I go, humdinger? He goes, he serves up a humdinger. Unbelievable. I can't wait. So we have a Syracuse trip in order this weekend. I'm glad you'll be up there. And then Tampa for a bunch of what hits? Yeah, you guys interviewing so, a bunch of guys. Yeah, we nice. got a few, we got a we got a lot of interviews lined up. A few things going. We'll be at the game on Tuesday and probably a little bit on Wednesday. Um, we're flying down on Sunday and we're leaving on Wednesday. We're staying for a little bit. You know, can't miss too much work these days. And I guess it all it all it is all work as surreal as it is. But uh, I'm pumped to be down there and escaping this weather. Well, listen, I'm happy to have you in studio. We will do this a bunch more times throughout the year, my friend. And where can we find the podcast? I always like to plug where we can podcast find Podcast is guys. everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, the Barstool website, if you don't have any of those. Um, Google, any, anywhere. The Short Porch, you go find us. We have episodes 
Uh, once the season gets going, probably around like mid-March, we'll go twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Right now, we just release on like Wednesdays or Thursdays. When and we I'll see you at the Bodega for opening day? I guess so. Atta boy, that's what I'm talking about. The great Eric Cubs, Barstool Sports. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.